If you accept my request, and what I believe is your fate, I will take you to the tree tomorrow, and you can, well, save the universe? Well, I don't think we have a choice, do we? You have a choice. You can keep living your lives for as long as this world will live. Or you can risk what time you might have and try to save the rest of us. Oh. Well, I'm up for a challenge. I have nothing better to do. There's one! And she gives you a little high five, Helgazi. She... Do goblins have five fingers? I don't know. She holds up her hand, though. I drew her with five fingers. She better have five fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, just kind of... She just looks over at... Without speaking, since I gotta make sure I do that, he just kind of looks at Flora and just kind of shrugs in acceptance. Um... It's like having a mini crisis here because... It's like a huge responsibility, right? Oh, for sure. It is quite literally everything that we know, the and possibly don't know. The fate of five or... Maybe more. Maybe more worlds rests on your shoulders, and I don't know of anyone else that's able to do what you can do. Okay, well that's great, that's awesome. Huge responsibility. Love huge responsibilities. Um... Um, amazing. Rad. Um, may I go outside forever, possibly? Sure. I, I'm not expecting an answer right now. You can stay in town. I've got beds made up for you, and you can rest, you can sleep, you can look around, get something to eat, and just let me know before tomorrow morning. Wait, did you say get something to eat? Yeah, there's food. Who makes the food? Uh, Valentine and, uh, her friend. Okay, as long as it's her. Why? I live with fairies, dear. I know how they are. Oh, oh, no, no, no. We don't let the fairies make food around here. Okay. We're not dumbasses. Are you sure you want to let... Are you sure you want to eat that food that Valentine made? She's actually a very good cook. Miru. Uh, what oh, are you uh, thinking? Me? Me? Yes, you. Um, Miru I would have has thought been... that the Dragonborn of all would have been ready to go and save the world and prove yourself and stuff. That's how Dragonborns are, right? You'll be the most famous Blackwell of them all. Uh, Nero has been looking at, down at the ground processing all of this information for quite a while. And he stands up to his full seven, uh, it's almost seven and a half feet tall. Uh, height, puffs out his chest, and says, Yes, I, Nehru Blackwell, of the Blackwell Fatality, will undergo this mission. And he gives a big thumbs up. Wow, that was dramatic. <laughs> I like it. Note types on his phone and then shows it to Nero. It's like, you don't need to be that extra. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. He instantly deflates. <laughs> like, Marty's just sort of looking around. She's like, since everyone's going, I suppose, I guess, um, I'm a 
field certified doctor and I'm going to heal this tree with my extensive knowledge of biology. <laughs> Flora um, takes your hands and leans forward and she's like, you can do this. Remember what I said? The human bard. Inspire them and uplift your team. You can do this. Where I come from, you are our hero. Okay. Marty is a big gay for this. Like, <laughs> I'm totally in. You know what? I am so ready to see the world. <laughs> All oh right. boy. All right. Get a room. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Slane's like, um, Slane slaps his knees and he's like, All right, guys. So, uh, you want to take a look around town, or are you just going to stand in here, like, staring at Flora's titties? What? Why would we... Nah. And he kind of, <laughs> without looking at Marzi, he, like, nudges her in the side a few times. I... I wasn't doing that. <laughs> we, we weren't <laughs> accusing you. Uh, of course. <laughs> Niru ba backs out of the room. God... <laughs> Flora waves him off and stands up and sort of gets her little books and her note cards back together and she's like, well, Slane is right, I do have some things to tend to, um, I'm kind of in charge of this place, so I have to go do... In charge things. Adult things. Sounds and she looks, hard. She looks very unexcited about this. Like, she's trying so hard to look positive about it. Have looks... fun doing taxes, dear. I will. And she turns around, and she goes back towards that little kitchenette in the back of the cave, and you see there's, like, a um, another sort of opening that's covered in these little rose petal door vine kind of thing. Kind of like a bead curtain, but a bunch of flowers. I love it. And she pushes through that and disappears back there, and you're just left with Slane now. All right. Sunflower boy. What's up, Grandma? You reek of hemp. Yeah, like... Where do you keep it? <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he smiles and he leans back and he's like, I tell you what. Give me about two hours, back behind the general store. I. Okay. Not twice. Okay. On the general store? No, 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 no. Door in the back, door in the back. Okay. <laughs> and he, um, he looks at the rest of you and he's like, you did not hear that from me. And he gets up and he leaves. And as you exit the cave, um, you see a boy with fawn-like legs and small antlers um, just sort of squatting next to the door, playing like a handheld video game. Um, when he notices you, he sticks it in a small bag on his side, and he stares at you for a second. Can we help you? Oh, hey, so you're this week's adventuring party, huh? Okay, well, um, this week's a little bit rude. I really think that we can do this. And, I mean, 
I've seen like bigger and stronger and like real real big swords and stuff. The hammer's kind of a cool touch. That's kind of new. He he says bigger, stronger, and then Nero kind of looks at himself and he gets it here. Is he not big and strong enough? <laughs> he just kind of you're the only one that he's like kind of impressed with. But the rest of your party, he's just kind of like, uh. And he's like, you got, like, you got two elves, like a drow and an elf that's like under five six, and a goblin. <laughs> he um he stares at you guys for a few minutes before he um turns away from you and just kind of waves at you to follow him. He's like, I'm Ezra. Uh, you're staying with me. Come on, hurry up. Guess we follow. You guys follow. Yeah, I- yeah, yeah, I, I walk guess along. so. Um, I walk alongside him. I trot behind him. I'm still kind of angry, though, so I'm, like, contemplating untying his shoelaces. <laughs> he has hooves. Yeah, he's not wearing shoes. <laughs> what? If Doss, if Doss can have shoes, you deserve to have shoes, too. That's just my two cents. <laughs> um, he takes you first through a large gap in a hedge beside Flora's little tree cave. Um, you pass one massive tree covered in tiny doors and windows, and he just sort of nods at it, and he's like, we call that fairy tower? Um, well, not, not like everybody, but like me and Slane do, because, like, they're kind of jerks, like, they're a real pretentious bunch, but there's no beds, um, so their rooms are, like, kind of cool, but way too little for you guys. And he continues past those, and then he points at, just past those, you see some more of those, like, big tree caves behind this one much larger fairy tree. He's like, that's for the Alrenae, but, like, they also don't have beds. It's just, like, big pots, and I, I, I wouldn't want to sleep in that. Nero holds up hand. Are there any beds in this town at all? Yeah, there's... There's a couple, that's why you're staying with me. Can you show us where the beds are? Yes, that's where we're going. Like, God, I have to walk there first. He's giving us a tour. Oh, I'm just making sure, because so far you've shown us everything that does not have a bed. (laughs) Well, I figured you guys wanted to, like, know what things were, but excuse me if you don't want a tour. I'll just be, you know what, I'll just be quiet. You can just walk behind me and not have any fucking clue what's going on there, asshole. How's that sound? (laughs) And, um... Whoever this guy is, I like him. (laughs) I like him. um, The The universe... Of, has just decidedly <laughs> made up its mind that everyone hates Hiru. <laughs> um, like, no, no, well, no, as soon as he, like, talks shit to Nero like this, he just kind of gets in the back of his head and just like, I like this guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great party synergy. <laughs> You're welcome. So you pass more of those little arched tree caves. Um, these have, like, huge windows carved out of them and just, like, beautiful gardens surrounding the outside of them. You see several other Alvernay just sort of, like, tending to these little gardens. Um, you actually see some Alvernay, like, very, very small Alvernay, like, growing in these gardens. Um, they look kind of, like, asleep, but they're no bigger than, like, a human-sized toddler. That's adorable. 
Oh, yeah, I know. How are they They're sleeping when... like that? Yeah, are they sticking their feet into the dirt, or are they like curled up on top of the dirt? But there's like... no dirt at all. No, there, there's dirt. It's like the upper half of their body, basically. Just sort of sticking out of the dirt. Okay, so like their feet is like fully... Yeah, yeah. Like they can't move. They're just kind of like there, growing. Okay, interesting. So anyway, um, you pass by these and he uh, pulls back a thick cover of brush, almost as if it were like a gate. And behind it, you see a small, quaint cabin. He says, Flora said the best place would be with me, since, like I said, I'm the only one that, like, sleeps in a normal bed around here. Um, she usually has adventurers just set up camp nearby, so she must really see something in you to ask me to do this. And he sort of trots over to the door and opens it for you, but he doesn't, like, hold it open for you. He just pushes it open and goes inside. I slip inside before the door closes. <laughs> I hold the door open for the other two. I just, I don't even acknowledge, I don't even acknowledge Nero. I just kind of walk straight in. But he's like looking at his phone the entire time. Alright, yeah, well, Marcy's like pulling up her like huge skirt. She's like, I don't want touch this. And she's pointing at the ground like... <laughs> Can you, like, get it away from me as soon as possible? He's, he's got, like, a little mat kind of thing, like a welcome mat inside that you can wipe your feet on. But the floor is still made of dirt. No. The, the welcome mat says get out. <laughs> like, I just, I, I go in the room and I'm like, you know, I'm not coming out of there unless you get me a hoverboard. <laughs> well... I, I hate to break it to you, but the inside of this cabin is kind of a mess as well. Um, the decor is, like, more comfortable than you expected. Like, there's a very different vibe in here than there is in the rest of the town. Like, you almost forget that you're, like, staying in a cabin out in the forest somewhere because it's dressed up like some college kid's dorm room. There's, like horror movie posters just tacked up on the walls and, like, a pile of uh, just, like, dirty clothes in a corner somewhere. And the couch looks, like, kind of grungy, but not, like, unclean grungy, just, like, got it at a thrift store grungy. It's a a well-sat-upon. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a huge TV. Um... With a bunch of, like, video games hooked up to it. Um, there's just a lot of cords coming out of this thing. You get the feeling that, like, from the size of this cabin, it's gotta have at least three bedrooms in it. But so far, he's the only fawn you've seen, like, in this place. He's the only person you've, like, the only humanoid you've seen in this building so far. So, why do you have so many rooms? Uh, I mean, there used to be other fawns here, but it's, it's just me now. What happened to the others? I mean, it's, it's nothing serious. It's just like, we don't like to be tied down. We travel a lot, but... No one types in on his phone as a joke and then shows it to Helgazi and just says he killed them. That's what he did. <laughs> hmm. Right, um, I'm going to take my chances with the dirt outside if you don't mind. <laughs> no, no, I think he means well and he did not kill anyone, no. <laughs> He's like, well, I mean, the the other rooms aren't 
like this. I don't go in there, really. They're just leftover beds from when the other people were here. You can go put your stuff in one if you want. They're, like, down the hall. I, I don't mean to get too personal, but why are you still here? Uh, I mean, you're, you're a goblin, right? You've been living in the forest. All my life. <laughs> and you haven't... You haven't noticed anything? Like, they're dying and stuff? They're yeah. Dying. Why do you think this place is such a, like, hub? Why this community is like this? You ever seen flower people and fawns and fairies and those fucking cat assholes out there all chilling together? Not really. Florida's the only thing keeping us alive. Hmm. Your force is probably pretty close to dying soon, too. Well, we'll have to fix that, then. Yeah, but... Well, I mean, you will. I can't do shit about it. I know. We'll but, do our best, uh, though. Nature's my home, too. Yeah. Thanks, Grandma. Please don't call me that. I'm only 500, dear. <laughs> no. It's like, well, I guess it's a good thing that we're actually going on this journey. You know what? You're you're right. And um, speaking of that, I had things to give you. Fuck. Shit. Hang on. Hey, wait. Right here. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. And he oh. um sort of clops back down that hallway and uh, opens one of the uh, the bedrooms and. You just sort of hear, like, stuff being thrown around and, like, things knocking on walls. And you're pretty sure you hear him fall over at some point. Are you okay, Ezra? I'm okay. I'll be just... Fuck. Shit. And he falls again. Um, um, when he comes back out, he's um, holding, like, these little slips of paper in his hands. He's like, uh, Flora wanted me to give you these. Tomorrow's gonna be pretty brutal for y'all, so you need all the help you can get. Uh, these are, uh, coupons? For the shops? Um, Seems good. She wanted to make sure y'all be able to get some stuff before you go. Uh, there's enough for each of you to get something from, um, like, both of the shops. But I, I kind of threw in some extras, because... Like, don't tell Flora, but there's some other shops out there. Um, you can buy other stuff at. I talked to Slane. Don't say it out loud. He can get in super big trouble. Valentine too. Valentine? Yeah. I listen. I can't tell you too much. I understand. But, I understand. I mean, just you'll you'll find them. They're not that hard. We just yeah, can't I know advertise them. Dark Fairy Village. Show me the forbidden stores. <laughs> Um, so he gives you them. You guys each get four coupons each, okay? So there's, right. like, um... Nope, types it on his phone, and then shows it to everybody's like, cool, I've always wanted to be on extreme couponing. <laughs> Ezra's, Ezra sees it, too, and he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it extreme. You only got, like, four of them. <laughs> Jade put use one of her resource one of her class resources to name it four coupons. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it works. <laughs> we meet up with a big bad and we just like throw coupons at him. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you with this coupon? Yeah. Feel the power of savings. <laughs> <laughs> stuff but she want to make sure you guys can at least get a couple things each um but uh i'll be here later whenever you guys get done you know looking around but uh i i really gotta get back to my game like it's like i really gotta get back to it okay so i'm, game? I'm yeah like my vi- like my yeah like you think I just put a big fucking TV in here and then it just sits there and I don't do anything with it? Nero takes his coupons, puts his uh, hand on the little fawn's shoulder and says, I apologize for my earlier disrespect. Go catch those Pokemon, son. Pokemon is copyrighted, you asshole. <laughs> I mean... So is crossing that... that didn't stop us last time. <laughs> go play that underlook. <laughs> I happen to be a Benji main. <laughs> a Benji what? Benji main? Go ahead. You fucking you you fucking jag. <laughs> I, he, he, he's completely done with you at this point. He just oh my God. he just scoffs and like trots over and curls up in front of his TV with his little fawn legs. Uh, Nero looks a little confused because he legitimately has no idea what Underlook or Benji means. <laughs> he's, he's, just he's trying me. to be relatable. <laughs> but, um, so Ezra, um, he's not really paying much attention to you guys anymore. Um, he, he does sort of, like, motion down the hall to show you guys where your rooms are, if you have any stuff that you want to leave in there for now. You said there's only three other bedrooms? There's three bedrooms here. So there's, like, one bedroom that's, like, his, and then there's, like, two other bedrooms. They each have, like, two beds in each. No, goes into one bedroom, and then immediately shuts the door behind him. <laughs> Nero looks at the door, he's about to, like, say something. But he lowers his hand because he realizes, like, over the course of what's happened over the 24 hours, stop talking. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Nier. Helgazi and Marzi, what are you guys doing? Uh, well, I want to do some extreme shopping. Extre- you want to go extreme shopping? Let's go extreme shopping, then. Um, is everybody down to go shopping? I am. Okay. Oh, wait. Before that, though, Marcy is changing into her shopping clothes. This isn't her normal clothes, but it's a different <laughs> She has specified shopping clothes? What does Marcy's shopping clothes look like? It's, uh, she just, it's a lot of pockets and bags, but, like, hidden pockets and bags. It, so she can, like, so she can steal stuff? No, she, no, bags look ugly, so she's hiding them. She pays for them, but then puts them away, and no one ever knows that she has bags. <laughs> Does she just, like, have a, a purse board? Yeah, she has, like, a big dress, and she hides, and, like, she sews all of her purses. A dress of holding. <laughs> yeah, a dress of holding. <laughs> That's 
that's very good. I like this a, whole, a lot. Um, Since Marcy has changed into shopping clothes, Nero figures that he might as well go casual and takes off his armor, leaving him just in, like, a tank top and sweatpants. But sweatpants he carries... say anything on the ass. But... <laughs> They that, that is yet to be seen. Do you want to check? <laughs> Make a perception roll. Um, you see several shops around town. Um, in this, in the first one to on the far left, you see um, several like pieces of jewelry, sort of for sale, like. Um, the little like hand, the little like plastic hands with a bunch of rings and bracelets on them, and like uh, mannequin heads with like fancy necklaces and um, fancy jewelry on their hair. The second door beside that is in sort of the same building, but the window of this one has a lot of like it almost looks like plate mail, but it looks like it's made out of bark. And across from that. You see just, like, a very, very plain store. It's, there's, there's actually no windows that you can, well, there's windows, but there's nothing in the windows. And all you see in common, right above the front of the store, is just general. That's all it says. Um, general? Just general. And then, Like a dollar general? Just like a general store, basically, yeah. It's just, it just says general in big capital letters. Um, and then the last one is um, sort of like a uh, food court almost. Um, you see a lot of little booths selling um, different baked pastries and um, like a big frying pan kind of thing. You actually don't see many people in there eating. And you only see like one figure sort of rushing between all of these different booths cooking in all of them. And that, those are your options. Where you want to go? All right. Well, Marcy is definitely like dying over the like necklaces and jewelry, and she's like beelining right over there. What do you? Where are you going, Nero? He wants to go to that armor. I had really planned on you guys going to each store together, and that would have made things so much simpler for me. But oh well. There is an un. Uh, there is like a, a short montage of. All of us going to the other stores and yes. checking out the other stuff. Marzi and Nehru, as you enter this store, you can sort of, like, like you can see each other in the store. There's just one large um, divide down the middle of this. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, this store looks kind of bare. Like, you don't see a whole lot of things on the shelves. You just see... Two large uh, counters in front of you, split up in half. On the counter to your left, it has a medium white fox with two tails swishing behind it. On the floor in front of that counter, there's a second white fox. And as you sort of approach this counter, the one on the floor jumps up onto the other counter. And the first one sits up as well. And they both just sort of stare at you for a little while. Um... Armor. I wave, and I'm going to reach over and try to pet one of them. Whichever one looks more playful. They they both look, like, kind of confused, but as you reach out, Marzi, they both snap their heads directly at you, 
and you see them just sort of stare at you and they're not blinking and then in a sort of um, puff of smoke almost that seems to come from within them you see these two foxes <laughs> you see these two foxes replaced by like vaguely humanoid shaped fox people yes oh and furries here <laughs> yeah there are furries here they're just dressed really fancy and they're staring at you marzi and the one on your side says can i help you yes i would like a lot of this jewelry and please stop staring i'm a normal person just going through her normal life and he uh he sort of cracks a big smile at you and he's like whatever you say sure thing sure thing come right this way i'll show you exactly what you're looking for and he takes you um over to the wall that is along the edge of his side of the shop and it is like i said it is pretty bare but first he shows you a small golden ring with like little flecks of uh, sunflower petals in the stone and what this ring does he's not explaining these things to you um, there's actually like small little plaques that describe in like more uh, characteristic ways what these things do but I'm just gonna describe game mechanic ways that these things will help you um, this ring feeds off sunlight if it's worn in direct sunlight for at least one hour the you feel overwhelming confidence and bravery you gain resistance to being frightened as long as it's worn and within and within sunlight within the last 24 hours. Beside that, you find a small vial of a um, sort of purplishy pink uh, liquid. Um, this is rose nectar. If consumed, the victim falls conscious for unconscious for one hour. If they take damage during this hour, they make a constitution saving throw against your charisma plus proficiency bonus score to wake up. It cannot be used against creatures without blood or an immunity to poison. Next is a small tube of powder, which I, I, I don't know what kind of mood I was in when I wrote this, but the description says, a small tube of powder. Just slam it. It's pure sugar. Use an action to sprinkle some of this fairy dust on your feet, and for one minute you gain a flying speed of 15 feet. The ability ends if you touch the ground before the minute is up. You find a um, small yellow-white ju jewel. It's sort of like a charm that you would put on like a charm bracelet. It resembles a small mouse with really big ears. The charm becomes active at night and grants the wearer resistant to radiant damage. In direct moonlight, it has been known to occasionally give complete invulnerability to radiant damage, but the exact prerequisites are not known. So sometimes it might, but there's no real way to figure out when or why that will happen to you. Then you find a small mannequin. Um, this one's actually like off the ground on a big mannequin, and it's a big cloak. And you actually see as you reach out to touch this thing, um, the color of it shifts and changes to match the outfit that you're wearing right now. Um, when worn, this cloak helps you blend into darker areas and, heav and heavy foliage. When making a stealth check in dim light or heavy foliage, you are proficient in stealth. If you're already proficient in stealth, you can double your proficiency. That would go for if you have expertise as well. You can just double your expertise. 
Um, next, you find like a small, uh, kind of like a compact mirror, but instead of it having a mirror, it's completely see-through. It's got like a sparkly water-like liquid in it. Um, it's called a Sylvan Circle. It enables True Sight, um, which is a spell that you can cast, but the way this works is um, it's very small, so you can't see, like, a whole area out of it. You can only see, like, maybe, like, someone's face or, like, just a small portion of a wall or maybe a small item. Um, and you will be able to accurately determine whether something is hiding something or not and see its true form, see past spells. Um, but it is very, like blurry and murky water so you can't get like specific details about the thing out of it just sort of a general idea of like this thing looks different in here than what i'm seeing away from it so it's probably not right next thing you find is um a big glass bowl with a bunch of like tiny little glass balls in it um these are full of alrune pollen when thrown, all creatures in a 10-foot radius must make a constitution saving throw. Um, they have to be an eight, an 8 plus your wisdom plus your proficiency. On a fail, they are affected by one of the following depending on which pollen you've bought. If you get sunflower pollen, it, you get a calm emotion spell. Rose pollen will, charm, will do a simple charm person spell. And a Venus pollen will mute someone as well as give them disadvantage on perception rolls. Those are the things you find on the magic side of this shop. Like, Marty sees the little mirror and she immediately snatches it off the wall and she's like, please, I, I, I want to buy this. You want this? Well, I wonder yes. why you would want this. Is it special? Or do you just not want anyone else to have it? I want it for a reason that is deeply tied into my backstory and I'm going to buy it and use it, for sure. I'm just messing with you, kid. It's alright. If you want it for whatever reason, you just take it, and I'll take one of the little coupons that you've got in your back pocket, please. Alright. I hand, I hand him a coupon, but, like, actually have ownership of the mirror. I immediately toss it into, like, the, further re the furthest reaches of, like, the darkest purse. <laughs> okay. Um, so you have used your magic, um, coupon now, so you have three left. And I'm gonna grab a, uh, rose pollen bomb. Okay. I am, I'm looking actually at the magic stock, and I'm thinking I actually want both the radiant charm and the versatility cloak. Um, let me mark those out. Um, we'll go over to Nehru, Fox person that you are talking to. Um, she sort of watches her brother, um, walking away with Marzi and is like, come on now, come on now, I don't have much time. Oh, uh, I don't, I, well, I, well, of course I don't want to with time. Um, I, is this uh, the armory? Yes? I mean, as much as armory goes around here, we're not, we're not particularly, um, violent around here. We don't fight, so our armor might not be exactly what someone of your stature is expecting. But I'm sure you'll find something here you like. By the way, Nero, um, while he is in casual wear, 
he never he never left like his armor or anything behind. He has like a backpack, and it's one of those like serious athletic backpackers backpacks. Yeah. That he's just holding his entire armor set and everything owned in it. He um she she notices that you have this backpack and she's like. Oh, I think we've got the perfect thing for you. You'll just have to get your friends to chip in a little bit as well. I have 25 gold. I will we'll oh, see this if I is, can make pay for it. This, this is, this, this might be a little much. You'll see. Come on, come on. Oh, um, uh, okay. I follow her. So what you see is, um, the first thing that she shows you is a set of bark bracers. Um... It's, it's literally just some bark, like, strapped to your arms and your legs. It's just bark. Um, Ooh, I, I look at the description. What other body parts you desire for <laughs> <in> bark? <laughs> um, this is an item where you cannot... It increases your AC by plus one per bracer used. However, you have to remember that you have this ward. This isn't an item that you can equip and then just bump your AC. This is going to be something that in combat, you will have to specify that, like, you block it with that bracer. If you don't mention that before you take damage, then it's it's not going to help. Okay? Got it. So if you were to, say, have bracers on both arms, you can, like, how do I don't want to, I don't want a copywriter. Um incredible female cross your arms in front of the thing that's hitting you and then that would effectively bump your AC by two. One of Nero's greatest role models as a child. Uh, incredible female? <laughs> yeah. The super girl. Oh wait, that's another thing. It's <laughs> still bad. You still got. You, you still missed it. Missed it in two so far. Um. So the next thing she shows you is actually a small earring. Um. And she tells you it might look kind of silly, uh, making one ear much larger than the other, but. I think you'll rethink spending your last 5p on a hand cloth a little later when you see what this does. Um, um, what this does is you get a plus 2 to your AC when you're attacked by a creature one size larger than you or more. So this is kind of like something that Helgazi just sort of naturally has, but because she's so little, when things that are bigger than her fight, she can add, like, or when she hits something bigger than her, then she can, um add things to her attacks, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so this is something that would protect you against things bigger than you. I'm gonna get Spare the Tiny. You wanna get a Spare the Tiny? Yes. Alrighty. <laughs> I, love, I love the description on the next item. Um, the next one, she shows you a, a pair of um, shoes, and she says, these shoes were made by the last leprechaun to show his face in Eska. And then she just sort of, like, looks away from you at absolutely nothing and is like, and if he's reading, and if he's listening to this, and he knows who he is, he knows he's not welcome back. The shoes are pretty well made, though. Um, they add a plus one to your dex, um, and you can pick one dex-based ability to become proficient in. If you're proficient in all dex-based abilities, then you can choose one to be an expertise in. Oh, I might really need that. 
Um, and then she shows you the next item, and this is the one that she, she sort of picks this one off her shelf, and she's like, this is our crown jewel around here. And she turns it around, and it sort of looks like a June bug almost. Um, it's like a big backpack with a hard outer shell on it. Um, and it has that same sort of like purplishy blue shiny coating that June bugs have on them. This piece of armor does no initial increase to your AC. It just sits on your back and protects your stuff, and it protects you from sneak attacks. If you wear this backpack and an enemy attacks you from behind, it will open up like beetle wings and block any hit to your back, neck, head, or shoulders from behind. Sneak attacks are turned on the attacker, and they now have disadvantage against anyone with that backpack on. And then she says, it sounds really nice, but it's not indestructible. The backpack will break if you don't buy our polish. Sold separately, of course. Oh, capitalism. <laughs> um, so the backpack can only function once per long rest, and then it must be polished with special fairy polish during the long rest to keep it from breaking. It will break after three uses without being polished. Um, the polish, which she shows you next, she says, our customers brag all the time. It was definitely worth it. Um, it's a small bottle of beetle shell polish. Um, they highly, we highly suggest, she tells you, to use it with the kitsune fur hand cloth. Also oh, sold separately. Um, and this, if you use it without the kitsune fur hand cloth, the backpack might become scratched. And a scratched backpack can only be used one more time without being properly polished. The last one she shows you is um, a very soft white piece of fabric, um, and she says, our customers are just ecstatic that it has absolutely no other uses than polishing the backpack. Um, this is a hand cloth made of kitsune fur, and it really is practically useless outside polishing your backpack. If you figure out something cool to do with this hand cloth, props to you. There's, there's no magic in this thing. It's just some fur that they, that they got from a haircut one time. Okay. Um, I really like this backpack idea. Yeah? I only have 25 gold. Well, that'll, that'll get you the backpack and the kitsune for hand cloth. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, you give me... Yeah. You give me... Your 20 GP for this backpack. And I'll throw the polish in free of charge if you give me the coupon. Oh, that's right. I have coupons. <laughs> Extreme couponing time. <laughs> exactly. So, like, she's, I, I can she think, 20 she sort of She sort of puts her hand on her head and she turns on. She says, you didn't remember the fucking coupon. God damn it. I almost got this sucker. God, fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was, what was that? Can you please just hand me the money? Please just hand me the money. I, I hand her all 25 of my GPs. I get uh, the beetle shell backpack and the kitsune fur hand cloth and use my coupon for the polish. She reluctantly hands you the polish and holds this coupon in her hand and the, five, and the 25 GP in her other hand and she says, God damn it. God damn it all. And she, I have so <laughs> and she wants nothing to do with you at this point. She just walks back to her desk, 
And she's just sitting there just like, like just thinking about every mistake she's ever made in her whole entire life. Big mood. <laughs> I have warted capital as a whole, I say, <laughs> as I spent my last pieces of money on a backpack. <laughs> well, I guess I'll get the, uh, the shoes. You want the shoes? Yeah. All right. Oh, I have one normal coupon left, so I was thinking of getting the Ring of Bravery. Yeah, you might need it. <laughs> yeah, I might need it. <laughs> so next we're going to go to... We're actually going to skip Hellgaz and we're going to go over Sorry. to... Nope. Um, nope, you are in a food court. It's mostly empty, um, except for a lot of um, little booths that you hear food cooking in all of them. Um, you see a lot of different little pastry displays, beautiful cakes with decorations on them. You see a lot of um, like little danishes. You see um, like pizzas. There's just all sorts of food. Like There's way too much food here. Um, what do you do? I want to take a look at like the cakes and such. Um, okay, so you're just sort of... Um, looking around at the cakes, and you hear uh, a noise, like, under the counter, and you feel the counter sort of bump for a minute, and then all of a sudden, Valentine's head pops up in front of you, and she's rubbing her hand, she's like, oh my god, I'm sorry, I... Oh, hey, hey, it's you! You're over here now! What are you doing here? No, just kind of types on his no types on his phone, then shows it to Valentine. It's just like, I'm here to look at the sweets. Oh yeah, duh. I forgot. Um, you know, Flora said that you guys could get something to eat on the house if you want. Um, what what do you what do you want? Do you like, here? I'll I'll look at your menu. Okay, you can just take a seat if you want. So note goes and sits at one of the booths. Okay, and you're just sitting there for a couple minutes before she um, comes back over, and she's, like, kind of frazzled. You see, see now she's wearing, like, an apron, and it's just covered in flour and, like, little stains in different spots. So she gives you a big plastic menu, and she um, sort of looks around to make sure that no one else is, like, listening to you guys, and she's like, there's, um, there's uh, some chef specials on the back if you... Uh, Wanna check those out? I'll be, um, I'm gonna be in the back. Um, when you figure out what you want, just come grab me in the back of the kitchen. You'll go through the freezer, and I'm gonna be back there, okay? Whenever you figure it out, you just come back there, and I'll be there, and you... I'll be there, okay? I feel like I'm getting into a drug deal. <laughs> and, then, and then she just sort of, like, looks at you and, like, winks in the most obvious manner possible and, like, double-checks around, and then she, like, runs back behind the counter. Wow, both Slane and his sister are getting into the dealing business. <laughs> okay, cool, so Note takes a look at the back of the menu. Okay. It just says weed in big letters. <laughs> Actually, it's a little different. What you see here 
are weapons. Um, the first thing you see, a gra it's called a grasping handle. Um, this handle can be affixed to any of your current or purchased melee weapons free of charge. It's a solid bark handle with vines that grow and move and fit around your hands. Um, so it's like a comfortable grip no matter whose hand is holding it. Um, when using a weapon with this handle, once per long rest, a hit you can at, you can call out to the vines and they will reach out and grapple the target for one minute. The target must be a DC 12 strength strength save to get to be grappled. Um, the next is you see uh, these. It's called the King of Weapons. It says this spear was handcrafted by Ezra and magically enhanced. One-handed, it does. Um, it deals 1d8 uh, damage, um, and then you can add either your strength or your wisdom if your wisdom's higher than your strength. Two-handed, it deals 1d10 plus strength or wisdom. Um, the next is a pixie bow. This is a tiny bow that you can fit into your pocket and is virtually indestructible. It's made of pixie hair and magically enhanced. It can be used in conjunction with arrows of any size or a light or medium weapon to deal an extra 1d4 piercing damage. Um, if you, so it would basically be like, you sort of like fling your weapon with the bow. So like if you had like a dagger or something, you can shoot the dagger like an arrow basically. Um, if it's used with a finesse weapon, it gives you the ability to specify the exact location it hits without any disadvantages. So if you have um, like a rapier and you want to use that in conjunction with your bow and you wanted to say something like, I want to hit them right in the juggler or stab them in the eyeball, normally that would be something where I'm like, well, if you roll high enough, maybe like a crit, you'll do that, but not normally that's too specific. But this you can write down, pinpoint the exact location you want to hit. Okay, uh, okay, I need a moment here. Did you just say it hits them right in the juggler? <laughs> yes, like in their throat. Juggler? <laughs> it's pronounced juggler. Hate all of you. I hate all of you, and I'm blocking you all. I'm going to my house. I'm Leo. I'm gonna be at your house. I'm gonna block myself. Guys, leave K alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just. I was, it was I just on my mind. Okay, continue. Okay. Um. <laughs> The next thing, and I am pronouncing this one right because I made this word up, my damn self, is called a dragar. It's a tiny dagger. Um, it's made of pixie dragon bones. It's completely hollow. The inside of the bones are filled with a regenerative dragon breath. The, dragger, the dragar does 1d4 plus strength piercing damage on a hit. If hit, the target must, target must be a DC-12 constitution saving throw or be incapacitated, incapacitated with laughter for one minute. The affected creature can retry the saving throw at the end of each turn to break the effect. And the way I would deal with that is basically like, I'm imagining if something is just having a laughing fit for a solid minute, they're probably not going to be real good at 
hitting things with weapons. So basically, they're going to have disadvantage for that period. Um, the next is a large wooden axe. Um, it's carved from the trunk of a fallen tree ant, and its magical properties are held within it. In battle, one-handed, this axe does 1d10 plus strength slashing with disadvantage. Two-handed, this axe does 1d12 slashing, strength slashing. Um, the axe deals double damage against objects and structures. If you are not already proficient in great axes and heavy weapons, you will magically gain proficiency with this axe only. And then the last one is Valentine's Special Fire Sword. It's a trademarked name, which she very clearly sort of, like, wrote in pen, like, over the menu, like, at a last thought. She was like, I'm trademarking this. It's so good. Um, this sword was created to emulate a very powerful sword from Tiefling Legends. It's a bit of a knockoff, but it's still nothing to dismiss. It appears as a long sword with finesse. It is sentient and can communicate telepathically with its owner. It has an intelligence of 16, wisdom of 16, and a charisma of 18. Its alignment is neutral good. All damage dealt is fire damage. The sword is not always readily available and must be summoned as a bonus action and is only available for one minute per long rest. The sword cannot be bought by just anyone. It prefers tieflings or those with abyssal bloodlines. It seeks out an owner in the spotlight who will show it off and help to build a good name for itself and its master. Hmm. Okay, lot to take in. Yep. The good part is, is that I have coupons. <laughs> you do have coupons. Um, and I will mention um, that the coupons you were given, you were given four. The two that he gave you look different than the, the normal two. They've got, like, like, little X's in the corners just to sort of signify to you that, like, use these at the unmarked stores. Okay, so it has so not this one then. This is this one marked. Yeah, yeah. You can you can use you can use one of the coupons here. You just oh, gotta use okay, one of cool. use one of Ezra's special ones. Okay, but this but there's only I only have two. Yeah, you only have two for the unmarked stores. Um, but there is a second unmarked store, so I would suggest not using both of them here until you figured out what's there as well. Um. If anything, mm -hmm. I like the idea of the um, the dragger you said it was. Yes. The one that makes I them laugh like a lot? Yeah, that one. Okay. But, um, I guess, um, <laughs> note goes into uh, the freezer yeah. to get Valentine. It's like, hey, he just kind of, like, taps on the door like, I've decided, but he doesn't when, say that. When you knock on the door, you hear her from the... You hear, like, another door inside of the freezer open, because, like, you can hear the suction cup sort of noise, and you hear her yell, just come on back here, like, just open the door and come back here, but wait till I close this one, and then you open yours, so they're not both open at once. Okay? Okay, and then she closes the door real quick. I open the door to the freezer, then. You go in the freezer? Is it that where she said to go? Yes, you, you go in the freezer, and then when the door closes behind you, she opens a door in the back of the freezer, 
and you see behind it is like a sort of um like a workshop kind of area and um as you enter she's like sort of running around and like putting things back up on shelves and he's like Ezra that asshole's supposed to be in here helping me and I don't know where the hell he is and I'm gonna kill him I'm gonna kill that guy I hate him and she's just real frustrated no uh types no knows what he wants but he kind of taps on his phone and then shows it to valentine's like so wait he helps you here she's like yeah he um he he makes all this stuff i just sell it for him um my my shop's sort of the front and then he's back here um he makes all this stuff yeah oh pretty cool huh so no kind of for some reason, I thought you said brother for a moment. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, but no kind of... He has the menu in his hand, and he just kind of points at Dragger. Okay. She's like, all right, uh, one Dragger be ten gold, I think. Yeah, ten. Like, out of his pockets, he just pulls out a coupon, and then he just kind of hands it to her. Oh, she takes it, and she looks at it, and she's like, I wish he would tell me when he makes coupons for people. Why does he make so many coupons for people? We can't survive off coupons here. But it's not your fault. It's, it's fine. I'll take it. But, um, thank, thank you. Um, well, I'm going to go kill him now. So be careful getting back out of the freezer. <laughs> Ezra, Ezra destabilizes the entire community economic. Yeah. He's, coupons. He's, he's like... He's, like him printing illegal coupons at home. No, kind of like, no, it's just types on his phone. It's like, wait, what about the dragger? Oh, um, duh, sorry. Um, but she goes over to his shelf and you see a lot of like, um, different like bits and pieces of a weapon and like things that he's probably been working on. And she moves some of them around and then she finally finds one. And she's like, I swear that guy is no better than my stupid brother. Neither of them clean up after themselves and just... I hate them. I hate them both. Just take your dragger and... and Sorry I'm like this. They just... No, like... I'm pretty sure Nova's in here like, do I just not pay for this? But he doesn't say anything about it. He just kind of like takes his phone out and like takes a selfie where he's got like the peace sign up and it just like captioned extreme couponing. <laughs> Alright. So she's um she's not really paying attention to you anymore. If you want to buy something else, just let her know. You know what? I'll get the king of weapons. Alright. Good choice. I want grasping handle. And you're attaching that to your Warhammer, I'm assuming? Yep, that's on my Warhammer. Alright. I thought you might want the axe or something. Oh no, he's not he's not he's not gonna give up his Warhammer. Can I get the axe? <laughs> yep. Um, okay. And then Marcy, whenever you go into Valentine's shop and you make your way back, um, back behind the freezer into this little um, wear shop kind of place. When she sees you, um, she gets kind of excited, and she's like, I 
have been waiting for you to get here. Um, there's something I wanted to show you. I, um, I didn't really know of anyone else, um, in your party that, um, could use this. But this sword is really special to me. And she shows you Valentine's special fire sword. Um, she says, before I was an Alrune, I was a tiefling. Um, it's kind of a weird story, but the, the point is I made this with Ezra's help to get in touch with that side of me, and it doesn't work with me, even though I'm a tiefling, because it says that I'm weak-willed, and I am too shy, and I stay in the shadows, and I don't try very hard. And you kind of get that she might be, like, on the brink of tears. She's like, I think that's just stupid. I think that it should work just fine for me. But it likes you. So I want you to have it. And she's not even looking at you. But as she, like, sort of holds this sword out, for you, out to you, you see it sort of glow reddish. And you see, um, like, on the hilt of it, you see an eyeball open up and look around at you and sort of blink and stare at you. And you hear a little voice in your head. Um, it's a pleasant sounding voice. Um, just like a very neutral voice. And it's like basically just telling you like, with me, you can be whoever you want. With me, you'll be the best at whatever you want. What do you say? Okay, well, Marty's full-on grinning at this point. This is the most dramatic moment she's ever been subject to, and she's like, God damn, cinematography. Um, and, well, she's kind of just like, I will help make this sword famous, and with this sword, you. Because I really believe that you can wield it. I'll prom I promise I'll bring it back, and one day you'll be able to wield, wield it, okay? And she takes it, and... She's gonna, like, do a weird, awkward half-hug with Valentine, and, like... Aww. Valentine is, like, touched. She's like, thank, thank you. Thank you. And she, like, maybe lingers with the hug for a second too long before she's like, I have stuff to bake for people that aren't gonna buy anything that I bake. So, go save the world. And I hope that my sword does really good. And I hope you do really good with the sword, and I'll see you in maybe a day or maybe 400 years. I don't know. Time works kind of weird over there, I think. Bye. And she goes back through the freezer. <laughs> and you have this sick-ass new sword. It's, like, just a legit separate person? Do I get a roll for it for, like, checks? Um, the way that it works is, um... Like I said, it's not always available, so, like, it, it's, like, you can summon it as a bonus action, and it's available one minute per long rest. Um, it is sentient. It's, like, separate from you. It's, like, its own living sort of being, um, and it can communicate with you. Um, it doesn't get, like, a role. It, it doesn't have, like, an initiative or anything. It's just something that you can... Um, Use, if you have it drawn 
while you are making some sort of charisma check or wisdom check or an intelligence check, you can use its proficiency bonus instead of your own, as long as you're wielding it and using it, like, while that check is being made. So if your spell you use is based off of charisma, then you can use that plus four. I think you actually already have a plus four, maybe. Yeah. Um, so basically this is, other than just, like, being a sick melee weapon, um, it's, it's mostly just sort of a character piece at that point. Nice. Icon. Yes. Um, uh, uh, and, um, it doesn't have a sheath, no. It, it only exists for a minute. It just kind of vanishes when you stop wielding it. All right, dang, well, right now it's still here, so I'm going to take a bunch of really dramatic, like, selfies with, like, strong contrast and, like, you know, black and white. Yeah, it's shining super bright while you do this. Like, with every picture, this thing is, like, lighting up every angle of your face in, like, the best possible dynamic lighting it can. Like, every time you move it, it's making sure these pictures are just fucking flawless. Holy shit. Um, what then, have you made? <laughs> and then eventually it does sort of um, communicate with you that, you know, it has to rest. Has to rest um, and it's gone. And then we're going to... I'd like to hop over to Helgazi, but I'd like for everyone to sort of go with her. Is that cool? Helgazi's going to walk behind the general store. Nope, follows after her. Just to see what this fantasy weed is like. <laughs> well, Marcy is going, but she's like she she's bringing out her vape pen and asking if they have any like weed flavored vape juice because that's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> oh great, Marcy canonically has a vape pen. <laughs> she just drinks the juice like out. She just drinks oh, the juice. <laughs> so okay, um, so as she's walking back there, she makes an actual bird noise. <laughs> A bird noise? She makes a bird noise. Why are you making a bird noise? Just to get his attention. To get Slane's attention? Yeah. Niru, uh, Niru is following Helgazi and the rest of the party down to the back of the general store, and he's, um, for a second, excitedly telling them about his new backpack and how cool it is and how he, he is this, uh, he has this polish and this skin cloth, and then, oh, nobody, nobody's listening to him. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm not to, like, make decisions for the rest of your characters, but judging by what has been going on, nobody's really listening to him. Yeah, actually, so almost... Almost always immediately tunes him out. Almost as if to, like, accentuate your point, when you're, like, halfway through this discussion, um, you feel a hand clap on your shoulder, and Slane sort of leans around you and is like, Hey, you guys really came back here to check it out! That's awesome! Hi. Hey, Grandma. We we tried to keep quiet about it, or at least I did. Yeah, nah. Everybody knows I'm here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that big of a secret. They kind of uh, they kind of act like it is, but uh, I I mean, it's what do you expect? Yeah, I well, mean, well, what you got, big guy? All right, come on in, come on in, guys. And he um opens up like a door like, the back door of the general store, um, and takes you into what you assume would be, like, a sort of stock room for the general store, um, but he's, like, lit it up 
<laughs> he's he's lit up in there. <laughs> he's um he's sort of decked this place out like there's like a mattress on the floor. It kind of looks like he lives here actually. Um, huh. There's a lot of like a uh, mattress. Yeah, and he's an Elrune. Eh? <laughs> he's got a mattress on the floor anyway. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> okay, but um he's like uh. You can look around, whatever you like. Um, I I got I got plenty of stuff for all of you. Um, whatever. Um, there is like a plate of brownies. Um, they're chocolate brownies with a hint of something else. Uh, Shocker. <laughs> there's a few like little baggies of different, um, basically just weed. And he, uh, he promises, you know, from the bed, he's like, I, it's the good stuff. I, it's the best I got. Best I got. I swear. But it kind of smells like oregano. Um, there's a refrigerator. There's some cans. And you can sort of open them and look around in it, and you're, like, pretty sure he's just selling bottles of his own piss. In the same fridge, you find some more, like, nicer bottles, but you're almost certain he's just, like, just recycled some old bottles of, like, other drinks and pissed into these as well. Um, the next one, you see, um, he actually, like, walks over as you go up to this one. He's like, it's like Russian roulette, you know? And he lines a few shot glasses up in front of you. He's like, but, uh, I, I never played Russian roulette. And then he picks one up and he just sort of tosses it back. The last one... Like, he doesn't even need to explain it to you. Um, just looking at it, it's it's a handmade, uh, glass-blown, it's like a, tr- it's a true masterpiece. It's a work, you, you know what it is. It's, he says it's a paperweight, but it's a bong. It's like, like, we can all just say it, like, it's a bong. Um, I walk over, I look him dead in the eyes, I slam my vape down on the table, and I say, you don't cater to me, this is discrimination. He... He looks up at you and he's like, "What's wrong, Doc? You got an issue with with my business? Am I stealing your your customers or something?" No, no, no. <laughs> I'm with that. Why don't you have any weed flavored vape juice for me to drink, huh? Well, listen, I can't. I listen. I'm one guy down here. You want to hang out down here and help me? We can go partners, fifty fifty. I'm cool with it. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, as soon as you get back, I'm saving the world, and, um, maybe, hopefully, you don't die, then, then fuck yeah, I'll be here, and we'll do it. I'm ready, hell yeah. Kush Empire. Kush Empire, yeah, that's a great name, I've never had a name, I've just been calling it, like, uh, like, uh, and he's just, like, staring up at the ceiling, because he's, like, he has no fucking idea, like, he had no name for this place, it was just here. This is just his bedroom, like... I'm gonna grab, uh, two cold ones. Alright, um, so you grab both of them out, and he's like, is that one for me? Yeah. Sick, thank you. I'm still charging you for this one, though, That's fine. But you're... Damn, Grandma, you're so nice to me. No, take it, please, just take, just take, give me your, give me your shit, your little coupon thing. Oh, I, I have ten gold. Oh, you just gonna you just gonna buy it? Yeah. With with money? Yeah, with money. This this is my first ten GP. 
Well, here you go. This is the first money I've ever made. Thank you. <laughs> this is the first bit of money he's ever made. He, he's just like holding it in his hands and he's just like amazed. He's like, thank you. You're welcome. Um, he's about to cry. <laughs> Marzi? Wait, by the way, I want it to be known 100% canon. She doesn't smoke out of it. She drinks the water if that's inside. <laughs> it's not water. In what? The... She, she, she drinks the bomb water. <laughs> so you pick up the bomb that he has made and you just drink it? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I want to buy this. I love the taste. <laughs> he watch, He watches you in shock. <laughs> And he thinks really long and hard. No, no, don't stop her. He's like, I wasn't gonna, I was just... This watch. I just want to know what else I can get her to drink by accident. Like, what else? Like, how many, like... Uh, hold on, I, I, I lean over to him and I actually whisper in his ear. I mean, your beer bottles already look like it. No offense. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, it is, so... It is? No, do you really believe it? Dying laughing. He's like, you guys just, you just, just pick out what you want. Um, like I said, I, I don't really care. Uh, your coupons are good for uh, just one thing, but um, I mean, all my shit's pretty cheap compared to everything else in town. So I'll be over here. I toss okay. him the cold one. I'm, I'm not gonna keep both cold ones. <laughs> he, he catches it. And, um, he sort of, like, holds it up to you, like, cheers, bro, drink to that, and he takes a sip. I'm not drinking mine right now. Yeah, this, you'll probably need it tomorrow anyway. Uh, anybody tell you, like, how brutal it's gonna be? No, what's going on? Listen, we're just, oh. we're just gonna go to another world. No, I mean... no, 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 Grandma, no. What? Listen, and he's, like, looking at all four again, and he's, like, Tomorrow morning, you guys are in for the fight of your fucking lives. Me and Flora done that shit, god, 50 fucking times. Valentine, Ezra joined us too. None of us can get it to work. She fucking kills us all every time. I mean, I mean, we don't... I mean, she's... She's merciful. When you get low enough, she'll stop. But... None of us can... None of us can beat her. I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. It doesn't work like normal. Like you can't just, you can't just hit her until she's gone. You can't just hit her until she's gone. I don't know oh, what she wants. Flora's so strong and pretty and amazing. How I know I am. I know I'm so cool, but I can't beat that. Whatever she is, she's like, she's like, you know that fucking boss fight where you've um. You've like done it so many times that you memorize the fucking cutscene, and you just keep getting that cutscene, and you just keep skipping it, and you're like, "Fuck this dude, fuck this dude, I just want to just beat his face in," and you're so sick of hearing that that fucking "prove yourselves" and "the gods are falling" and all this shit, and God, I just want someone to kick her face in. I'll throw one in for you. Fuck that scramble. Sorry, um, bad that shit puts me in a bad mood, but it's alright, it's alright. You guys just, you guys got this. I, 
believe in you for I mean we beat you. Yeah. And it'll be easy on you. She won't though. Um and she he looks over to um Marzi and Note and you're just like, you guys, um I'm sorry, you guys want something? I'll I'll get um, you whatever you're looking for. No. Note, like, types on his phone and then looks and then shows it back to Selene. He's just like, no thanks. Everything smells like piss. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're valid. If, yeah, that's fair. Hey. Marzi, you want something? Well, I already took a drink out of the bong, so I, bet, I guess I better buy it now. It's yeah, really I mean, good taste. The glass makes it so tasty. Yeah. I, um, I really didn't want to, uh, I, I really didn't want to tell you this, but if you're going to work here with me, you got to learn how to, like, smoke right. You don't drink it. You, you never, smoke? You, smoke? you've never, you've never heard of smoking. Weed? You drink it. You no. drink it like water. No, no. God, no. Listen, listen, listen. You give me that coupon, you take this bong, and I'm going to give you a, a couple of these hits, free of charge, if you promise me you won't fucking drink it. You inhale it? Can, can you inhale it? I'm afraid I can't do that, partner. I... Nero, god damn it, Nero, you better not disappoint me. What the hell do you want, boy? Please buy something from me before I die. <laughs> I will try my best to... It. I can't believe... Okay? I can't... I can't believe she's gonna save the whole universe and she's drinking out of a vape pit. Miru has been in the background growing increasingly uncomfortable with this entire place. <laughs> he looks to his right and he sees the beer the beer bottles full of like supposed tea and he just starts sweating. And then it all accumulates when he sees the bong, he Marcy drink out of it, and then he's just if as a board in the middle of the room and sweating, he can feel his god is testing him. Is he, like, doing that thing where that nuns do, like, doing the cross with their fingers? The Hail Marys? <laughs> can you guys yeah. get him to a hospital? Or... Not, not necessarily the cross, but he does do, like, um, a vague paladin, like, holy gesture around his uh around himself none of them have been around herbalism before i'm druid grandma you are the only thing keeping me sane right now i spent a lot of years in nature dear i had to keep something to get me off the edge my flower my my dick's a flower so like uh oh <laughs> i i feel you grandma i feel you. can you guys please Buy something or get out I'm gonna before leave. I kill you all. I'm gonna leave. I'm going to choose to leave. Wait, I'm, I'm also gonna leave. It smells like piss in here. Goodbye, Slane. We'll be back sometime. <laughs> I, I don't I, think I, I will. Oh my I god! So bad in my life. I kind of hope you guys lose tomorrow. 
And yeah, um, he pushes you all out the door and slams the door behind you and locks it. Well, that went well. Um, he is pouting, and she's like, I'm going to sue him for discrimination so hard. This is oppressing my right as a vape juice drinker. Niru, as Marcy and Note are walking off, Niru looks back at Helgazi, and he sighs, and he says, We're expected to save the universe. We're fucked. 